everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast on Cop Left. We've done another one back to front here, so you should, after three weeks you should know the form. So I'll bail in, I'm, I'm with first up Neil Devlin. How are you Neil, all good? Yeah, as gloomy as ever. Well, of course, <laughs> as, you, as the next two hours that unfolds will tell you. <laughs> the saga of the two hours. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and second up we have Neil Patterson, who's going to be chief in Berlin. How are you, Neil? All good? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I mean, uh, awful, awful Liverpool form at the moment. And yeah, I'm feeling a, a little, uh, yeah, I don't know, a little bruised after that couple of hours, kind of. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's good to be on and get the chat like, but come on, the Reds. We really need to turn this around. Indeed. And Henderson was meant to be with us tonight, but he's gone all six cents. He's away seeing dead people at a wake, so. Uh, he couldn't make it. So. They're real dead people, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's that. But listen, well, what we'll do is we'll just fade into the conversation at some point here and uh, enjoy the pod. People, I'm sorry for the lack of structure, but fuck, it's Liverpool. Five weeks ago, we were talking about how far we were off the top. Now it's we're talking about how far outside the top four we are. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a been a spectacular fucking collapse, like, hasn't it? Well, uh, you know, I, I did that EPL pod on Monday there, and you know, the guys, Arsenal fans and fucking United fans and City fans, and they're just they're, they're just can't fathom what's happened to us. Yeah, it's very very difficult. It's going to be really interesting to see if if we get a kickstart now at all. Like, if there's any any sort of reinvigoration because of the because of what we've been talking about like with the fewer games and more training time and players coming back and all that kind of stuff and Europe kicking in for them if it actually is going to make a difference and we'll get a bounce or whether yeah whether it is as bad as it looks like you know that's a massive if Neil you know what I mean yeah. if Europe Huge. you know the likes of your cities have the depth there to, 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 to manage it better United I don't know United well Mourinho will just keep them going but the difference is that they're playing for each other at the minute, at least. That's one thing. Our team looks fucking, you know, this system and everybody, everyone's part of this system and you're all a fucking brick in the wall and all the rest of it and without one brick, we're all falling down. Fuck, there's no bricks anymore. It looks like they're fucking only yeah, in the car park, you know? Saturday was, was disastrous. Like, I mean, Saturday was fucking horrible to watch and we were just shit. I mean, Brandon, I Brandon Rogers-esque. That's what it, was. it was exactly like Brandon Rogers. In fourteen, it was a wee bit. Yeah, it was a wee bit like against Villa in the fucking in the cup semi. That that kind of way. Like nobody's taking a risk. Nobody's willing to you know try something. Everybody's playing at least ten percent, like below their fucking. And and you know you, you you've a man on the pitch that you you know you, you've you've put a captain in there who you look to and he looks like he's fucking swallowed a ball cock and terrified. That's my problem. He's, he's yeah, hardly inspiring yeah. anybody, you know what I mean? I know everybody likes him and all the rest of it, but number one, I don't think he's fit for purpose at the club, and it's certainly not fit for purpose to, to, to inspire anybody on the pitch. Not a ch- But there's none of them. At the moment, there's none of yeah. them. I think the, ba- the balance was all wrong in that midfield somehow at the weekend again with Henderson, Henderson, Chan, Lalana. Why do you need both of them? Why not just play Emery, or why not just tweak the system a bit and do four two three one if you want to play them both? It just, it just, it, it, we were just shit. We were just fucking shit all over the pitch. Like hardly any pressing, we weren't pressing. The same we shit that we played five weeks ago, or weeks before that. It's, it's like he's not changing anything. Everything no, I mean, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's hope, hoping for inspiration or 
playing your way in the in the form or what it is. But by by all accounts, he did actually fucking kind of lose it with them after the after the whole game. But I'm so sure we'll see. It. I mean, that's, sure that's not the first time this season. They um, it, that doesn't seem to work with this lot. You know what I mean? They just, yeah. You know, like look at it. They're fucking look at the money they're earning. You know, at the end of the day, the boss is a bit unhappy with you. What's the worst he can do? Drop you? You know, you're still on fucking millions. It's a, it's well, that's a life football, of, of any football, footballer. Yeah, though, but football fair, has I mean. become your career is as good as you make it, not how good your manager makes it. You know what I mean? And so I just don't think a half hour squad fucking get that. Jurgen Klopp's not going to write no headlines for them. They're going to have to go out in the pitch and do it themselves. And they just yeah. look like you know, you know. I've been joking on that group for ages about spineless pussies, but fucking seriously, have a point. Yeah. But what I mean, did well, you if see you look at like, if you I look mean, at our squad, like, you know what I mean. Was like he's another one that just has not recaptured any kind of form since coming back. He was fucking... Back. I don't know if he was. He was out eight weeks, like, wasn't he? He was out yep. a long, long time. And, the, I mean, didn't he have a setback? Wasn't he supposed... Didn't we think that he would be back for the City game and then he didn't come back for another three? No, he's been nursed into it as well. He hasn't just been thrown into the deep end. You know what I mean? He was he was off the bench, off the bench. You know, started, subbed quite early. Started, he was even subbing... Well, was he subbed at the weekend? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if he. I don't know if he did. I think he did continue on the last came off, didn't he? For storage, yeah, storage, you yeah. yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Um, but like, if you look at our if you look at our squad, who would you say is somebody who is driven to win? I can't no. name one of them. No. I'd say maybe Mane has a bit of that in him. Like a bit, yeah. But you uh, need others around them to bring that out, and there's nobody there. Well, I mean, you're looking at the spine again. Like you're looking at the spine and the lack of one. You're looking at. Fucking Lucas again, who has been at the club for a succession of humiliating seasons, essentially, like, bar the one kind of anomaly that was the Rodgers, the 13-14. In there, you've got you've got a new boy in Matip, who you think hopefully is going to be something. You've got fullbacks in Milner and Klein, who the worst, the really the worst part of their game is what we really need them to be very good at at the moment, which is fucking getting around the outside, beating a man and being decisive with a fucking good ball, like picking somebody out. Neither of them can do it. And we keep they keep giving Milner the ball. Like Teams have just worked out, right? Give him the ball and sit off him. But the thing about it is, Milner, you know, and, and fuck, I've given out buckaloes about Milner, but he is the only thing clo- near... To a winner and a leader that we have, and he's he's not particularly inspiring whenever he opens his mouth. That's a worry. You know what I mean? You've got yeah, goals, but he's you've never. Got he's never. You got too famous, isn't there? That boring Milner thing yeah, at all? Because but you know, and, and then and then you look. So, like. You know, sometimes if you're a good strong keeper there, barking orders and whatnot, we have two fucking frail minded, under pressure keepers. Terrified of making a mistake, they'll let the other one in, and you know what I mean. It's like it's like this this fucking it's it's like a tightrope of fucking fear they're on at the minute. A hundred percent, they're all playing with fucking fear, all of them. That's where it's all coming from, like all the the safe so called safe decisions, like and, and rather than than having a go and rather than seeing your name up in lights, it's a bit more like I don't want to be the one on the, on, the, on the back page having made the mistake, like. You know, it's, just, it's the, almost totally reversed to what a, a young footballer at a club like Liverpool should be thinking. Uh, and like, obviously, with Lovren out the weekend, the fucking scapegoat was gone. So I suppose <laughs> I was gonna say Lovren, but and then I thought, fuck, he wasn't even playing. But I mean, he's a he's a fucking goat as well. Like, I mean, the whole the whole thing. We all agree, Lucas is worse than Lovren. Like, anyway, so it's not really enough yeah, to say. Yeah, probably given that he's only played like. 
fucking what four games at centre back anyway, like in his whole career. Um, but no, Lovren's another one. You're looking at a team. I think we're looking at a team now that it's becoming a bit evident that our system and our energy and whatever the way we were playing, the combinations we were papering over, quite a lot of cracks. Yeah, well, the form seems, was you were able to do that with what you saw on the pitch yeah. at the time, but then exactly then then they're also. But I mean, even on the I mean, even on the pitch, the whole the whole the way we were playing was papering over kind of deficiencies that maybe were going to show their raise their head at some point. It looks like now they are. Like I mean, how long have we talked on the pod about maybe bringing Moreno back in because Milner's done well, but you know these teams have sort of worked this out now and they're sitting back and we need someone to get in behind. You know, we're not defending much anyway. And when we get broken on, Milner can't get back. So what's what's really the point in him? We've talked about Klein for ages, about how he's a steady Eddie, but he's is it, not is that it good going forward. Is it time to change forwards. formation? But is that, is, that, is that what you're basically saying? Is it time to fucking, you know, throw caution to the wind and maybe put three at the back? Yeah, I think it's time to tweak stuff. Like, I mean, definitely, whatever that be. whether Something be, has to change. Yeah, exactly. I think you've gone too. we've gone too far now. I mean... I could quite easily, and I did quite easily sit here and say, look, it's all right, it's only one or two games, we'll, we'll get our form back, you know, we'll get players coming back and whatever. And we hopefully will get some kind of effect from that in the next wee while, but it's it's gone on, it's been five weeks. It's 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 Hull, it's fucking Southampton, it's Sunderland, the 2-2 two, two there. It began there, really, didn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I know our... I know we hadn't played brilliantly you know, before that. Capit- capitulations games, against like, Bournemouth and fucking Swansea. Like, seriously, they yeah, were... They, Swansea, Swansea's another one. Plymouth, we barely, barely beat Plymouth. I know, I know. But I think the thing about it, the Bournemouth game, I think, was the, was the, the fucking big fracture. Like, we were th- we won that game twice and fucking lost it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I, I'm just I wondering... I still don't know how we lost it. Yeah, I'm wondering if that kind of thing just just fucking destroys them it, I, it, some, well something has happened you know it's like a switch has been flicked I mean here we go almost, again. Not, yeah here we go again this can't happen surely how is this happening are we going to turn it around is this is this complete disaster can we still make top four L- lots of fucking lots of fucking things going on in people's heads at the minute and I think you know by the end of February it'll be a whole lot fucking clearer if if you go and put three wins together now, then you know end of February you sit there. Oh, it's a massive if. It's huge oh, fuck, at this those point. Those three games no. like are fucking. Uh, like... Do, you know, do you know what it is, Chief? Do you know what it is? It's too better to say sorry to me and Dave. That's what it is. That's what it is. You slagged us off for months. I don't want, want no fucking apology. I want us fucking winning. <laughs> fucking no, there's no fucking pleasure in apology for me. It's just I, I, Dunning knows that I'd be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I didn't particularly see this see this coming. I suppose it should have because just uh, you never have a fucking smooth season, and we've been doing so well. And we all sort of knew deep down that we were punching above our weight, like. But we all sort of thought we're nailed on top four the way we're going. You know, I, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, the shock had more than the the shock isn't the league. The shock is that we're now out of the top four. I believe that we had probably had enough to, to stay in there and just about hold on to it. The fact that we're out of it at the end of January, it just <laughs> not a chance. Four more months. Around. Second a month then you, you beat you beat Spurs and Arsenal at home. Then on current form, they I'm not worried form. about Spurs and Arsenal at home. I'm yeah, worried, no, about, you're worried about the, the games are in West Ham at home and some yeah. bullshit like that. 
Yeah, we need we need tweaks, man. We need tweaks, tweaks. Whether whether it's personnel, uh, in the ter- in, in terms of you know swapping a Milner for Moreno, putting Chan in ahead of Henderson, or just bringing Wijnaldum back into the midfield and sorting that out. Whatever whatever it might be, we need tweaks. Or you tweak the system and you go right. We've got the players here to play a diamond. We're gonna fucking blitz you, and we're gonna fucking play with Sturridge and Origi up front. Fucking marry the one formation. Marry the one. Marry his first minute of the weekend, or I will be fucking pissed off. I think this is Klopp's Klopp's chance to bring Carriers back in. Like I, I thought that. Like on, I thought Mignolet had sort of outstayed his welcome a little anyway, and then he was shocking against Hull. That's all. Even, even their second goal, he was fucking. I know it was a one-on-one, and I know you're sort of on a hiding to nothing there, you know. But I think Harry sees it. He couldn't have made it any easier for him. He couldn't have made it any easier for him. He kept it, doesn't it low. Come out like he stays in his line. If that was Carrius, Carrius would have been at the edge of the eighteen-yard box. And he was in—he was badly positioned as well. He was too far over the right of his goal, so he, there was a big gap on the left. I mean, as, as it happened, the guy sort of puts it under him or, or through his legs anyway. But the finish was was a gift because he made it a gift for him. Like, he ends up in his arse on the fucking penalty box. Carrius yeah. doesn't end up in his arse. I would fancy Carrius to either either save it, it or, or take the guy out, like one or the other, you know. That, that you know, just yeah, come sure. forth. That's save against Southampton. He stayed in his feet and he saved it. One on one. Was it from Redmond or wasn't it? Yeah. And his starting position would have been much higher in the first place anyway, because we were attacking and that straight ball over the top. So actually you're probably looking at the striker's not really going to yeah, be there anyway because because Carrius is in that position. Striker's in his own half. Henderson or, or Lucas or whoever's the, the player in front of the goalkeeper is, is pretty much on the halfway line and, and that would be your starting position. So that that ball doesn't get played probably if Carrius is on the pitch because Carrius is covering it. Like I was talking, to, like Neil and I were talking before you came on. It's, it's hard to put it all on Klopp. Like, you know, even though he says it must be and all that. I find it really. I think it's more the players' fault than I do Klopp. I think I, I think I'd agree with you a wee bit. Like I think the, the, the Klopp can only do so much, and why we've sort of said that he, you know, we're getting frustrated because we're saying the same thing again and again and again. Maybe maybe it's his fate that's slightly misplaced in a way. Maybe he thinks they'll just play their way back into form, and it was all working earlier in the season, and it all come good again. But you look around, and they've they've lost. They've lost their belief. And to a man, like, they've lost their belief. It seems bizarre because it seems to fluctuate. But we've, we've talked about the big games and I said, yeah, we get three wins or we beat Spurs and Arsenal at home. And, you know, Neil rightly said, you know, the big games don't worry me. It's the other games. But why do you have confidence and belief uh, that you can you can beat very, very good, if not great, teams? And you don't have the confidence and belief that you can beat a Hull City or, or Plymouth Argyle or I don't think it's belief. I think it's arrogance. I think it's the difference between a pussy and a winner. Personally, do you think it's arrogance? I don't. I don't. I don't see arrogance. Like, I mean, I see arrogance at at, at certain times. Maybe, maybe there was one example in the in the first half of the whole game where we're really doing. We're, re, we're we've launched a, a decent move, like, and the ball sort of comes into Coutinho at pace, and instead of taking a touch, he he dummies it. It's kind of a stupid dummy. It's kind of a dummy that's there's no real chance that it's going to get through. It's being covered, and if he'd just taken it on and had a shot, or taken it on and made a pass, you know, we're in a really good position because he'd been ta- he would have been taking it into the box with his first touch. 
on the move. But I see confidence drain out of them. They don't. But I don't think it's. I think it's a subconscious arrogance. If you watch us against the big teams, we zip the ball around because we know we need to do it. When we're against shit teams, we seem to do it slow and methodical because we don't think we don't give them the credit to do anything about it. And then when it doesn't work, we're like, "Well, what do we do now?" But is it? Is it? I mean, I do see your point. I do see that. You know, we seem to always play slowly and slower against these teams that kind of sit in. Is that just because of the nature of it? Because they're all camped there. And you're thinking yeah, but, but to yourself. This is where you need tactical flexibility, and he's married to this four-three-three. He seems married, you know. Yeah. And and you know, like so, like like really and truly, the sign of a great coach is adapt adaptability. Being able to adapt and overcome and improvise. Fucking there you go, Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> we need a marine in charge, in charge of Liverpool, but he just it's seems so, <laughs> He just seems so fixed to it, and you know, on that score, I would say. Is it just that he looks at the team and goes, "Fuck, they ain't got it in them to change." I'll just have to persevere as it is. You know, they're they're just not of that quality. But there is a suggestion that we played slightly differently at the weekend, although because we see we saw the same performance again, and it's exactly the same things happen again. It it doesn't look like it, but there's a suggestion certainly that um, Henderson and Chan played more in more in a two. There was also a suggestion that we, we even played one one off a striker. I mean, it doesn't look like that because we just reverted to type. We put in what forty five crosses in the game. I think I heard earlier that, that that's insane. Like first. That's absolutely insane, and we don't have a we don't have a striker. So uh, a, a big striker is going to be in the box doing that. And they're not low crosses. They're crosses. They're airborne crosses into the box. We're essentially just. Hitting and hope, or lumping it in, or our decision making's gone completely out the window. It is like they don't looks have like the a bunch of guys playing five aside. <laughs> yeah, but like. with a but but a shit five aside team. That's it. A five aside team that knows, or or a training team that knows that they're playing attack against defense, and the defense is probably going to win. That's that's what it looks like, especially by now. I mean, maybe in the beginning it wasn't so stark, but. I didn't think after the first fifteen minutes in that game, I didn't think we were going to win that at all. It was just a question of were we going to? Was it going to be nil nil, or were we going to lose? Was it going to be a draw? Or were we going to lose? That could have been a one one, I suppose. But there wasn't a, a question that we were going to win that game, and you could see it very very quickly. The pattern fucking reverted. Attack against the fence. We kept coming inside. Coutinho's normal normally. Supposedly playing on the left side of a front three, where he's having a lot of success earlier in the season. He's playing so central, he, he's even forgetting to reverse it. And half the time, Milner's not even there for the reverse. You know, we we spoke about the fullbacks earlier. That's where we're getting our space because teams are just congesting the middle of the pitch because we just want to play in the middle. They're letting our fullbacks have it, in particular Milner. We and we know they know they know he's he's thirty one. They know that. If you give him a lot of the ball, he's not he's not gonna he's not majestically skillful, he's not necessarily gonna pick out a, a killer ball, he's not gonna fucking smash one into the top corner from twenty five yards or even curl one in. He doesn't have the pace to get away from you from a stand and start. So nine times out of ten, he's gonna come inside or pass it inside or cross it. And that's exactly what happens every time. And it's not just singling out Milner, it's just that 
nothing is working. The cogs in the machine are not working the way they should be. They've all ground to a fucking shuddering halt. Or were, were they just all in tip-top form at the start of the season? Did, did we push them too far sort of thing? You know, like that's the other thing he's getting abused for is, you know, pushing the, you know, the training and whatnot was too much. And, you know, they were over-trained, they were over-baked, and now they're falling down. Whereas, you know, like the likes of City and United are showing better form now and shit like that, you know? What I, what I think it is is that, uh, I said this a while ago, and it gets more like we, our players have to play at 120% to be as good as they are. Whereas the other squads only have to play at sixty percent to be as good as what we are at one hundred twenty percent. Do you know what I mean? Like our base level of talent in the squad isn't there, whereas the base of talent in the City squad or the Chelsea squad or the Spurs squad is infinitely higher. So we have to always be playing a ten out of ten game to be as good as we are. Whereas they can mosey along and get great results out at a six out of ten or a seven out of ten. Whereas yeah, man. I think there's something to that, and I think more more importantly, even adding, adding on to that, is that there's more of a solid base on in the, in those squads. So if they're not scoring a lot of goals, if they're not playing fantastic football, or or even if they're having an off day and, and they're they're making a load of chances but they keep missing them, they're probably going to be nil or one. They don't concede a lot of goals, with the exception of maybe. City and they've sort of seemed to have remedied that a bit. They've, they've replaced Bravo now and with Caballero, and we'll see how that develops. We don't have any kind of a base. We can't unless we're playing the big teams and we're sort of set up to not not grind, but set up to battle, set up to play. As Neil says, at one hundred twenty twenty percent, we can't squeak a one nil against the likes of a fucking I don't know a, a Bournemouth. A Burnley, Swansea. even even a Southampton, we a Swansea, we can't squeak a one nil. Bottom of the league, bottom of the league, we have to we have to score two, we have to score three because we're going to concede. So whether you want to just blame the defence, whether you want to blame the defensive unit as a whole, whether you want to blame the team as a defensive unit, or or Klopp or or all of them, it, it really doesn't matter. But it's pretty much a fact we are unable to keep a clean sheet against um, against small clubs. Against Even when we were battering them earlier in the season, we were still conceding. And right now, when we're, when we're not scoring, that's a recipe for disaster. And as soon as we concede the first goal against a team like that, our heads completely fall off. And, that, and that's just, a character issue. To me, that's totally a character. It's lack of character. It's lack of leadership. There are no leaders in the team. We have a captain who you may as well fucking throw away to the breeze. If you're looking for inspiration, don't look at Jordan Henderson. For fuck's sake, don't look at the kid because he has no inspiration at all. Might be a decent player, all the rest of it, but he has no inspiration. Uh, if you're expecting him to take the rest of them by the scruff of the neck and drag him forward, you're, bark- you're barking up a wrong tree. And, you know, like we talk on Friday, Chief, like, about we started off, you know, well, maybe two or three editions. We ended up at seven. As we stand today, yeah, it looks like a seven, fucking seven. hell of a lot more. Like Neil, you weren't you weren't talking to us. If I if I give you the choice right now, you know, what do we need? How many players do we need to buy in the summer? Because it's more than fucking seven. It's fucking it's a, it's a lot. Did you see my list? With no, our no, WhatsApp group no. of the players that I said that I get rid of. No, it's a long. Did you see it, Chief? Yeah, I saw I, I saw the first half of it, I think, and there were um, fucking loads of names in that, like, and I didn't didn't disagree with any, and I'm sure there were plenty in the second second part of it. I mean, I think that was your tweet I saw, like, yeah, and that's the problem. Like, you go, you go, ah, oh, well, we can't get rid of that many people, and then you sit and you go through the squad and you think, actually, I, I get rid of all of those. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it's 
it just hits you and you're like, Jesus, this is really fucked. Yeah, yeah well, well, the squad's not great, but even from the first team squad, even from the first team squad, you know, you would lose Lucas, you would lose Stewart, you know, you would lose Clavan in there, maybe. I mean, he's not not I don't, Do you know something? I see trees. Clavan and Lovren as one and the same. Get rid of one of two, one of those two, because I don't see a great difference between them. Uh, probably Clavan, probably more reliable than Lovren. Um, and you probably get more for Lovren if yep. you sold them. Yeah, and then you know you look at it like I've often said it. Klein is upgradable, and especially whenever you see young Trent whipping the balls across, you see where he's upgradable. But he's good. Don't get me wrong; he's fit for purpose, but easily upgradable. We are wide open at left back. You know, you, you move into the midfield. Henderson's not good enough. When Aldum to me, like he's a decent player, but a squad player for what we want to do. Emre needs to step the fuck up. You know what I mean? But um, you, you, but you. But you definitely keep Wijnaldum and Emery. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, whether they're squad players or whether you know, yeah. like, like obviously we, we spoke at length on Friday. We'll not go over it again, Neil, about uh, about Emery. And you know, our, our, all of our, all of us would hope that he'll develop uh, into something special, and he has potential to do that. You know, Lallana, as long as you keep him in that midfield role, he seems okay. Uh, he seems to to wilt when he goes forward. The front line, like really. Like for me, well, I think Sturridge is, is going. Like, Aki, there's I no mean, for example, I can't I think he's definitely going. Origi needs again more development, but he needs to step up. Like, oh no, I wouldn't sell him in any way. No, 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 no. No, I'd keep Origi, but I think Sturridge is, is definitely going. I think you, you definitely need to add there. You need, you need, you need reinforcements. But but then everywhere. you've got the conundrum. You know, if you're bringing in, like, you know, you're looking then, Tino. Who you, you don't want to lose? You don't. You know those are two players you don't want to lose. But then you start bringing in reinforcements, and you go, "Well, how do I make these work in the first eleven? Unless you're then dropping Phil back. And I know a lot of people are yeah. are, are on that one because you know, uh, like Lalana receiving the ball deeper, he he can do more damage. But the real problem yeah. is, is it seems to be always our problem as well is that we have a lot of players that we're probably never going to get rid of. And then we also have a real problem with getting players in. Well, if we cannot find one player to improve us in the January window, what makes us think that we can go and sign seven plus of the players that Klopp wants on <laughs> his fucking, um, you know, in his mindset of, well, I wouldn't sign anybody unless they're a long term. You know, if, if, and I keep harping back to fucking Ferguson, who I hate as a manager, but you have to fucking respect. He took gambles. On people, he took gamble on Van Persie coming towards the end of his career because why he was proven, and we with the, the FSG model cannot allow ourselves to do that. It's like the Ibrahimovic thing, we all laughed, but it's worked out. Like we'd never sign a player like that, never, unless it's yeah. But I mean, we, <laughs> we how much of the pen, and we we couldn't sign a player like that, could we? I mean, they must be paying him. More than they're paying Rooney, I would say so. But okay, let, let, let's let, let's take away the ridiculous wages. But you know, you're even going up, continue up, allegedly now in two hundred grand a week. Like, seriously, has he been that consistent to deserve that? Really? Like, you know, I love him. I love him. Uh, you know, uh, I watch him. Continue. Yeah. Has he really been worth that in patches? Yes, but I'm, I'm talking on a consistent level. Fills up and down, like. I yeah. I found my I found my list. So my list would consist of Sturridge, which we've already mentioned. We get rid of him. Ings, because he's barely barely played a game, doesn't seem to be able to say fit. Don't know if he even fits into anything. Milner, he's third he's gonna be thirty one 
He's never getting rid of him. 150 never. grand a week. We're never getting yeah, rid of him, yeah. But we need to get rid of him, and he's 150 grand, and that's and if we're we're being run by bean counters, we all know we're being run by bean counters. So that 150 grand affects every single signing. And then Lucas, who's on a hundred odd grand as well, is garbage. Lovren, we all fucking hate Lovren. Clavin, he's sure he's 30 odd and doesn't seem to have really worked out anyway. I think he'd be cheap he'd though, wages wise, Neil. I think Clavin would be cost effective wages. Yeah, he's only on about 30, 35, 40 grand a week, I would say. Like, yeah, but not even from a wage perspective, from a talent perspective. He's like, kind of good games as a start, but he seems to have fallen away into absolute shit. As a fourth choice, Co- it's not Connor it's, Randall. It's fine. Yeah, but then the way we seem to play, fourth choice seems to be a very important. Randall should probably never play for us again. He's not good enough. Marino, Klopp clearly doesn't like him. Whatever anybody else thinks of him, I would personally, I would play him maybe in midfield. Just does he get not, it, but hang on, does he not like him, or does he not like him beside Lovren? You see, you don't really know what Klopp thinks of these guys. You know, he'll never throw them under the bus like Rogers did. But, you know, in his head, maybe he's looking at it and going, well, fucking love him, I have to get rid of it. Well, make do, but it's only making do. And I wouldn't I wouldn't leave him that exposed with Moreno on the pitch because Moreno's made no sign of movement. We could have, we could have offered him out in loan even or offloaded him in, in, in the January. But then I'd be, playing, I'd be playing him with a bit of width instead of playing Firmino or Lallana out there when we don't have the players. And I've also I put in Migs because obviously we've we've tried Migs over a sustained period. And he so needs to go. He should, he go. Go. He should yeah. go. And we he's and only confusing the it. issue. That's all he's doing. Yeah. He's confusing an issue. It's like keeping Lucas. It's it's the same fucking thing. You have him there. You think every so often you think, oh, fuck, I'll play him. I'll use him. He's not that bad. And he fucking is. You know, he will let you down. And the best thing to do for all concerned is to get rid and then either decide that you're making Karius your number one and go out and get a backup or decide that you're going out to get a number one and Karius is your is still your backup or your understudy. Well, t- tell us this, Nick, from, from Berlin perspective, because I watched, you know, our, that kid Allen that we have, and I've seen hmm. him a few times here in the under-20 South American Championships in the last few weeks. He looks a tidy wee player. Is he getting time in Berlin or, or what's happening with him? He's getting time here and there. I uh, He played a wee bit in the first half of the season there, but the second half of the season's only started, like... It's only been the um, it's only he's the been second away. Week. Like he's he's but the thing yeah. about it is he he's got game time, so he'd be pretty fresh coming back. Yeah, uh, it's so, visa problems for him though. It's, we can't get a work permit. Yeah, yeah, we can't get a work permit, and that'll be I don't know if that Brexit will affect magnified that, a million times with Brexit. Yeah, so I'm just looking here at uh, at Klopp's kind of transfer activity at um, at Dortmund, and we he did bring seven first teamers in uh, in his second second summer. Oh, he did. So I mean, um, but do we have a scout? Like I question what do we have a scouting system? It's like it's it makes you wonder at times because the only people Klopp's brought in are people he's clearly he's clearly already watched before Dortmund. Like he's basically nicked or fucking black book. Yes, but the, he 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 can't compete with them because for these young players, Dort- got, yeah. Dortmund are offering Dortmund are offering a pathway. Liverpool. And and also their their consistent Champions League performance are consistently in the in the mix in the Bundesliga. We're not, and haven't been for fucking a long, long. And as much as we don't like it, we are not that big a club anymore. We're a big name, but we're not a big club, and we're not behaving like a big club. And and that has to fall at the feet of FSG. And I love what FSG have done for us, marketing wise, saving us from bankruptcy, getting rid of the Cowboys. These are all ticks in their merit. As I said to you earlier on, unless you have a fucking product worth selling on the pitch, 
fucking these new stands and these deals are worth fuck all. Because people want to be entertained. They, FSG seem to have forgotten the concept of football is to entertain the masses. Well, fucking hell. To what we saw at Hull, is that entertaining? No, it fucking isn't. Is it what we've seen in the last month entertaining? It's fucking painful. But then, at the same time, and I know it is, these are recurrent themes that Liverpool fans have been talking about for ages. Like, is it, it, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because you've had a bad, we've had a bad month. And I know it's not just a bad month. No, there were signs the whole way along that you can't, you can't run away from them. The signs were but there you, from you, you, Burnley. That, and, you know, he came out and he said, look, there's going to be a blip here and there. And you know what? A blip here and, here, here and there is fine. But coming off the back of big results against big teams and we're fucking just, you know, we'll just bend over basically for, for, for the small teams to, to piss us off. And this isn't just Klopp. This was Rodgers. This was Hodgson. This was Kenny. You know, to an extent, it was even fucking Rafa. This is... An, it, was an, an, it, it was Julio as well. Yeah, it's ingrained it's deeply into the fibre of the club. The mentality of winning. Gone are the days of the Sunnises and the Daglishes and the, the, the Barnes and fucking McMahons who fucking would have dug deep and found a result. These fuckers don't have no spades. They're all it's millionaires and going home in their fucking fancy cars and their fucking Gucci and their Versace. And that's all they give a fuck about. They don't give a fuck about knuckling down and getting on with a job for a club. And that is that pisses me right off. Like I agree with you. Just well, to a certain extent, there anyways. Certainly, with the winning mentality, but it's interesting you mentioned Junes. He was obviously a massive winner on the pitch. But I think we were speaking the other day. I don't know, maybe before the pod, maybe journal. I'm not sure, but about how damaging the Sunez era as a manager actually was for Liverpool. But how unavoidable was that? It was coming to the... Okay, the Beardsy thing, fair enough, but hang on a minute. We were Liverpool at that stage. We were the actual Liverpool that everybody thinks we are today. We actually were that back then. You know, because yeah, we... But you know that was destroyed. Like I mean, that was but, destroyed. But in, it was in that two time. Years. It was, it was that, that... Everything was stagnating. The politics around the club wrecked. was stagnating. It made sense to hire him. I mean, we said that as well. It was it was a natural choice and whatever, but that was the era, that was the, the tenure in which Liverpool forgot how to win. They forgot their winning mentality, forgot who they were, because they weren't who they were, because they'd signed, they got rid of who they were and they signed a load of people who didn't have that mentality and didn't have that quality. And it went from there. Who's doing it? We've been playing catch up ever since, and we've never close a couple of times with really good managers or with, with really good performances or whatever. We had, we had Torres, a winner. We had Gerard, a winner. We had Mascarano, a winner. We had Alonso, but a winner. Not enough around them, or the other clubs also had winners. You know, at the end of the day, the 2008 9 season is obviously one of those times where we got. Probably, probably the closest. That was yep, the closest yep, it was. we've got. I mean, that was an amazing points total. It would have won the league in many, many a year. No, like, we... like guys, if you if you implant Suarez back into this team now, that is the that, that's the difference. Like, there's one man whose absolute fucking passion to just not lose, to win, to fucking drag them on his back if he needs to. That's what we don't have. That is what we don't... And you wonder why Rodgers' team went so close? Because they had that on the pitch. Now, I enjoy Klopp's antics. I love to see him bounce on But you know what? It's doing fuck all to affect anything on the pitch. I want somebody on the pitch who's affecting that, who can fucking go to them and go, waking up. There's so many... How many times do you watch Liverpool and just wish you could fucking grab them by the scruff of the neck and fucking shake them? 
because you know they're better than that, but they just don't seem to care, and it pisses me right off. But they don't care you because we buy it. players. But we buy players from teams who don't don't have a track record of winning. We're playing buying players like Joel and come from Swansea. We think everyone was promotion to. But the that goes back to FSG. That goes back to yeah. FSG because they're not. You know, they can spend billions on contracts, billions, hundreds of millions. They pay uh, baseball players that had a fucking ball well wouldn't stick for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? But they can't put their hand in their pocket for a, a global game. Oh no, no! Oh, we'll, we'll fucking run it in a fucking shoestring. Like what? What? What message does that send? And you know, for all those ticks as I talked about and the brilliant things they've done, I just can't get beyond that with them. And and, and the the finger needs to be pointed at them. Where do you go after them? I mean, if. Even if they are not very good, even if they could be doing more, which... They can. They can do. That's the point, Neil. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that FSG should go. It's the time now. How long have they been with us? Like, come on. I know they went in a crash course and learning the game and all the rest of it. But, like, a blind man on a galloping horse would be able to, to detect the problems at Liverpool. You don't need to be a guru yeah. of football. A child could work it out. And yeah, FSG need, don't seem to be able to. They invest this, this summer again. To be fair to them, yeah, we made a profit last summer, but that's only because we managed to actually offload for decent sums some of our like, real like, dead was, was there, was there a, a little fantasy world? Was there a little fantasy world where, you know, they were going to be the fucking hipsters winning the league by being in the black by 20 million? Sorry, you know, maybe in Germany, maybe in Spain or somewhere like that. Fucking England, the Premier League. We know the culture. They invested a lot in the Kenny era. You know, they did with look like, at that. They invested a lot. That's the, the problem, though. They got burnt that they, first time. And they've they've, they've been burnt so many times, so they have. They were burnt with Rogers. They yes, but now they have their man. As they told us, this was yeah, their man. Which is why, which is why they, they have to back him this summer. And I fully expect him to. Uh, we don't know what happened in January. Basically, nobody moved. And Klopp says they, they tried and whatever, but nobody was for moving. It wasn't going to happen. So... All you can do on, on the FSG front. That's, that, that's maybe, what that means. May, may, maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. I mean, Manu, for example, told us that it wouldn't really matter what we offered Spartak, Spartak Moscow. They wouldn't let Quincy Promise go and he didn't want to go. No, so that was never happened. Maybe so, yeah, but maybe even with Brandt, Leverkusen, no, we're not going to fucking sell him to you now. We're keeping him for the rest of the season. He's contracted here. He's happy here. Maybe he doesn't want to go either. And we'll get more of you in the summer or whatever it is anyway. Or we'll start a bidding war or or whatever. That's that's irrelevant. We should have a plan for if a player doesn't want to come, we have a player who does want to come. We don't seem to ever have a plan for anything. It's always, well, it's the first first person we want. And if it's not him, we go, oh, fuck, we can't get anybody. Yeah, well, That's not how football clubs work. Did you see the thing well, you yesterday on Delhi Alley? Did you? No, not the new thing. Why? What? Apparently, it is confer- It was confirmed, and I forget which paper it was. I read it yesterday that uh, we had the deal done for Delhi Alley, and then Rogers went back in again to try and renegotiate the wages after them being negotiated, and that's that. And it was over fucking you know, buttons. It was over what buttons. What the fuck is Rogers fucking trying to renegotiate a wage for in the first place? Anyway, it's not up to him. He doesn't pay the wages at the club. But that's FSG again, because they're not willing to put the structure in place to get ne- deals that got negotiated in a professional manner. That's well, the problem. This guy, this guy is, it Mike, is it Mike Edwards? What's yeah, but he's got, no tra- he's got no track record of being a director of football. And FSG don't want to go and pay for somebody like Monchi 
or something like that because but it would be the most important signing and the best money they ever spent you know what I mean get a Monchi get a Zork why not go and do it if that happens if that were to happen again it would happen in the summer but it's not likely to given this guy was only just announced but whatever Monchi's going to Roma yeah and they've just won yeah Roma are going to buy all these players and we're going to go and try buy Paredes off them and Paredes is now going to be 20 million euros more expensive now because Monchi went there. So we just fucked ourselves completely. We fucked ourselves in two well, avenues there because they've got a player we want and he's going to be more expensive now and we didn't get Monchi. <laughs> we just like, professionals and fucking... But if we if we really wanted Paredes and he was available in January, why didn't we sign him? So we'll spend I mean, but what is the money? If it's going to be more expensive in the summer, what is the money? It doesn't well, make any sense. Added, added the fact that if, if getting him in guarantees you a Champions League or guarantees you a fucking league title and you get all that money, then it doesn't make sense to not do it. So if they are proper business people, which obviously they are because they've made fucking billions, they must see it in a, in a different way. And I'm not saying I'd, I'd agree with them. I would have fucking liked to have Paredes in, but there must be a reason why you don't go and get someone who you definitely want supposedly, and is available. We were the first to look at Gabby Jesus. We were the first to look at Marlis Moreno. We passed on them. They're both at City. You know what I mean? Gabby Jesus showed us last weekend what he can do. Marlis Moreno arrives in the summer. And it's just like, for me, it's just like, you know, Klopp even went to the Copa America to watch fucking Marlis Moreno and passed on him. And he was sold for €4 million. Euros. It's fucking crazy not to make that, not to make that splash for, for €4 million. Marlos Moreno, I've never seen. Now I have to say, but Gabby Jesus, he was more expensive, but he looks, he looks every <laughs> cheap, bit cheap. The player, like you know. But that's the thing. Klopp's turning people down. If somebody goes, oh well, I'm, I want maybe ten grand extra a week. Klopp then walks away. <laughs> well, for that, that's the that's, that's, that's the ridiculous. way. But then that the culture, that culture, but. Spreads the word spreads. Oh well, they're cheapskates. You know you don't want to be going there. They'll they'll only offer you the barest minimum. Go to Chelsea. Go to United. They'll throw money at you. You know what I mean? The cities of this world. They'll throw money at you. They'll give you the wages that you want. Liverpool. They'll fucking they'll drive a hard bargain. We're asking players. Look at it this way. We're te- we're going into a room to negotiate with a player. What are, what what are we offering? We're not offering more wages. We're not offering Champions League. We're not offering a promise of. Uh, a trophy every year and we're not offering the promise of even challenging we're basically going in and we're going here remember we used to be a really good club like 30 years ago the, would you sign for us no what do we offer we actually have nothing to offer these other big teams like Man City and Chelsea got to where they were because they had to spend over the odds to get back to the top and that's, yeah, that's what we have to do and we're not willing to do that we're, we only want we want to give them mittens and say come on we've got history it'll be great and it doesn't work that way. Even in comparison to the rest of the Premier League, we don't even pay that much wages. Well, here, I'll tell you, Ch- Chelsea are now making money. Chelsea are running as... A, now, OK, we know that he threw fucking probably a billion at it to get it that way, and it needed to be done. But honestly, that's that's the only way back for us, and we can't do it because of FFP. We surely can't do it. In this league at this moment, now, Brexit might burst the bubble of, of, of England and the big money moves and all the rest of it and it, it could and you know obviously then work permits and so on we're like we're talking about we can't get one for, for young Allen uh, after Brexit especially, especially if it goes hard that's where we could be actually in a good position because we're not carrying any debt like the, the, the rest of them but the problem is that Chelsea aren't either um, but you, you know the likes of the cities and United especially 
and, and all the clubs sort of below, like Tottenham, I'm sure, carry a bit of debt as well. New stadium coming up. If Brexit goes hard and that's the way it comes out, we could actually be in a good position then. But in this current climate, in this current condition in English football, we're going fucking nowhere fast. It's an interest. He's two years away. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting that that this is the first. This was the first first transfer windows really since. Isn't it? When was the Brexit vote? Maybe a year ago. But the first. Yeah. So the first uh, first January window certainly since since Brexit and since we've seen what's actually kind of maybe going to happen with Brexit and nobody fucking came into the Premier League, did they? I mean, how many signings were made? So I, I think that has made things a little harder, but I don't think, you know, I don't think that's that's going to be a reason. If that, you know, that's going to be across the board. I don't for, think football that long term. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be across the board for all English clubs anyway. But but I do, I do agree that considerations do affect Outside considerations do affect where players want to go and play their football. The tax rate, for example, in a country affects where people, where players want to go and play their football and so on and so forth. Never mind visa restrictions, work permits, etc., etc. These tax rates don't seem to bother people joining Man City and Chelsea and United. Yeah, but then they double up, don't they? They're challenging and and they double up. So they they've got essentially bottomless bottomless pits of money. And we don't, but it's not even that. We need to go out in the summer if because we need to add to our squad in the summer. Not nothing was done in January, and we need to go out and we need to have as good a summer as we had last year, if not better. You know, you think, you think we need, a good summer this summer? Because I don't. We must have had a decent summer, right? We must have had a decent summer. It wasn't good enough. I know you both did because you were pessimistic at the beginning of the of the oh, season. I think it was horrific, and that's that's fair enough, but. I think the horrific, the horrific <laughs> summer, yeah, but it was more pessimism. But um, <laughs> the the summer we had got us to where we were pre-Christmas. The lack of a change, the lack of extra, the lack of depth means that it also got us to where we are now. You know what I mean? So you got to roll with it to and fucking go. It was where yeah, we we're going to see how that ball. happens. We may get a second wind. You'd expect us to get a second win. You certainly wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't. Even even after the bad January now and the way things are, you wouldn't sit here and go, right? We're not. We're probably not going to win another game. Aye, but we're, we're out of the top four, Neil, and we're now chasing top four, and that's where our bottle and lack of heart and like lack of fight and lack of spirit come in. And you have, you know, like you know, you look at United, Ibrahimovic, Mkhitaryan. Uh, Pogba boys here used to winning shit but if we have if we have all that if we do have lack of heart lack of character lack of fight and and so on and so forth then we never had a fucking chance to begin with so it doesn't really matter one way or the other do you know what I mean We're so not, that means you, but that then comes back to the summer being terrible then doesn't it if you think about it, it that way it just wasn't <laughs> terrible though I mean Nate, you're going to go outside paper and cracks here Exposed. <laughs> what I'm saying, like in the summer, okay. You, you we mentioned every everyone's mentioned we're in the black, but we're only slightly in the black. We spent a good bit of money. In the summer. We, we could have gone out and spent more, but who 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 are we going to sign? You know, he was we, he was already being criticised in some quarters for for bringing in too many. How are you going to get the team to gel? All that kind of thing. You know, you can't. You can't go out and bring ten players in. I mean, he brought seven 
seven or eight in. I'm pretty sure he's going to do the same again this summer. You know, it has to be. It yeah, has to be then, then, we, then we discussed. You know, there there will be movement out. There's no two ways about it. We're going to have to oh, offload a pilot. Out, but the idea is then that you you know you get rid of the ones that aren't working well and you bring ones in who are better, younger, stronger, fitter, and okay. so on and so forth. They improve your squad. So. Okay, but but then again, you know, we're looking for seven players, and like, let's look at it as it is today. We don't know if we're going to turn a corner. We don't know if we're going to f- refine our form. We don't know how the rest of the season's going to go. It's 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 fifty fifty. But let's assuming on current form, we don't make top four. Who are those mm-hmm. seven players that even want to bother with us for the lowest low, low wages? You know, scrimping and saving, penny pinching. Who's going to want it? Well, we'll have to see. I mean, let's hope. And pray that we are in the top four. But if we don't finish in the top four, then obviously it makes it harder to attract the, the top players. But we didn't finish in the in the top four last season. I know, but, uh, we, but still... we, we had the dream. We had Klopp. We were going to raid the Bundesliga. My God, we were getting Taz, Sule, Dahoud. We were going to for Ruben Neves. We were going to, we were going to all the top talent in Europe. It was like a fucking Hoover. We were going to suck them all up. And everybody in the Premier League was doomed. Didn't actually work out that way. And as Neil Devlin has pointed out many occasions, name me one player that Brendan Rodgers couldn't have signed. And and I think that's a worry. I'm, and in no way I'm advocating getting rid of Klopp. Not in any way. We'll never do better than, than him. But I think that he, you know, we, we've spoken at times about, you know, maybe a, a need for a little bit of an adaptation to the Premier League and whatnot. And I think this summer window will is very, very important for him. Um, and keeping people like myself, you know, completely bought into to his mindset and whatnot. 100%. Um, and and if he gets it wrong in 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 the summer, I I would have fear for him. Not from that I, I'd ever be calling for it because again, I just don't see how we could ever get anyone better than him at this moment in time. Uh, although twelve months is a long time in football, uh, and minds can change. But at this moment in time, I just worry that he has set a standard, or his standards so high. Um, that he has a he's so rigid it's like it's like he's married to his formations he's married to his methods and his methods while in Germany may have worked I worry that they may not be as effective in England and I do worry about that well yeah I mean you're 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 absolutely it's a massive it's a massive test it's very important not just the summer the summer too but the lead up from now until the summer still got you know a third of a season to go and he's going to be more aware and more acutely aware than than even any of us of how important it is to fucking rectify this season and and put it back on track and finish strongly uh, and show that it was a blip. If that doesn't happen, then it's going to be problematic. Uh, Whatever way you look at it, I mean, probably people are not going to be calling for his head and that would, would be the right decision. But at the same time, it's going to be a big disappointment. Getting into the top four was I would say that the specified target from from the owners might you know build your challenge mind it whatever get into the top four build from there go from there so on and so forth make it a gradual but a steady improvement consistently and constantly and if if we drop from being in a position of first in November or, or second in December to being finishing the season fifth or sixth then 
it's going to be deemed a failure. You're not going to be able to say that that's been consistent progress, even though you've finished a couple of places higher and maybe 10 points higher than you did the season before. Because the point of the matter is you made the progress, but you've dropped off again. You've dropped off quite badly. So at that stage, there's a big, a big question mark. Can you turn things around? Can you sort it out? Do you have what it takes to adapt? Can you get the right players to fit your system, to make it work? Do you have to adapt your system? All these questions are going to be there. I mean, they were looming after the whole game. For others, fair enough, yourselves maybe included, they were looming a little before the whole game. But at the end of that whole game, it's it's you're you're looking and you're thinking, you look and you think, where is it coming from? You know, well, if, you look at it, if you look at it in terms of, we come into this season needing to shift a shitload of players and buy a new spine. And we didn't get into Europe. We're looking again this season by when it comes to the summer, needing to shift a shitload of players, need a new spine, and we didn't get in Europe. So just in terms there will of be no, yeah, hard no facts, progress. what's the progression there? Yeah. No- well, well, hang on a minute. Well, you know, we, we, used to, we used to harp on about we need a left back, we need a new goalkeeper, we need a centre back, and we need a defensive midfielder. And we've been saying that from fucking Kenny's okay. time. You know what I mean? Since yeah. Mascarano left, really, you know we've been we've been talking the same areas over and over. And Moreno was meant to be the the solution. He wasn't. Uh, and we every transfer window we omit the same positions that we actually need most, and buy a collection of number tens who all play basically the same game in the same position on a left side of centre back. Yeah, <laughs> left it's side like... of centre back and an attacking mid. Every year, I mean, I I think to be fair, in the summer our transfers, you know, were a little better, but I do. They were there was a different course, but that's still the main areas we've been shouting about for years. Neil, we're still the ones that were address them. Yep, yeah, we're failing to address them, and we're failing to address. For me, the main ones are really the centre backs. You know, you need fucking reliable, solid centre backs who can play together who can play who can cover who can just give you fucking assurance i think my tape's okay he needs a partner neil yeah he needs a partner and they need another because for me i know people talk about gomez but you're looking at at least we don't know exactly you're looking at at least apart from at least another season before he's even really probably in real first team contention i mean you're not looking at probably him starting next season and even if you are you're looking at he, he's he's gonna dip. He's a young lad and all the rest of it. Lovren is and who fucking does he look up to? terrible. Lovren, Lovren. Should, that's yeah. who, that's Lovren who Joe Gomez never is going to learn of. Signed, and I don't care what anybody says. Lovren is a disaster of a centre back. He has the odd good attribute, but hey, for eighty grand a week and playing for Liverpool, you should have a few good attributes and you should be able to have the odd good game. But to be honest, by and large, he's a fucking cart horse. He's fucking rank. Clavan was only bought as fucking backup. Sacco was our best centre back, but that's gone completely out the window. I was screwed we'll have that to see if there's through stubbornness. Anyway, through everything, whatever, through stubbornness on one side, through idiocy on the other side, through a lack of discipline, through fucking playing media games, through allowing fucking stupid LFC TV camera crews into our training camps, and so well, many that's mistakes. That's irrelevant, though. How we handled so many mistakes was amateur there. Or... Yeah, absolutely, it. it was Neil. Well, you know, if we don't want rid of him, we, of we knew this in July. We could have got rid of him then. The the the, the charade went on to, to to January, and it's still a fucking charade because now there's a there's a, a, a supposed olive branch that if he proves himself and whatnot, it's like 
then what was it all about? What he's proved himself in the under twenty threes to, to to be better than anything we see in the first eleven. So if that's, that's not it. fucking proving yourself, what is? What why why even say shit like that? Sacco's not even at the club at the minute. I mean, he's gone. So the rest yeah, of the but, season, but he's not gone. He's still contracted to the club. Yeah, but for the rest of this season, to all intents and purposes, he's gone, and we've still got no centre backs. Uh, who know, does that we, help? Being gone help. Doesn't Sam help Allardyce. any of us. If they, they sold, Sam. <laughs> if they sold him and replaced him, fair enough. But I don't loan is helping fucking nobody. It's not helping Sacco, and it's not helping us. So what's the point? It's like it's back to the days where we just can't get rid of players and we loan them out to our own fucking detriment. And we're sitting crying out for a centre back. It's ridiculous. And look at Markovic as well. I'm not yep. saying we should have brought him in, but what's the point in him being at all? None. Well, that I, I don't see any point in that either. And for me, but then at the same time, if Klopp isn't going to use him, then what's the point in being at Liverpool? What's Klopp? Yeah, well, that's true as well. You might as well sell him. The loan thing's stupid. But yeah, the loan thing is. Because then even give nobody, a chance. Everyone's so fucking wise in in the January transfer window these days. Nobody's fucking buying. How long have we been trying to fucking yeah. get rid of Lucas? You know. Why didn't we sell Markovic in the summer? Why didn't we, we sell Sacco in the summer? We should have. Yeah. But I don't know why. I don't know why we didn't sell um, Markovic in the summer. If he decided that he absolutely didn't didn't want him. You know, they was going to send him out on loan. We probably should have just cut our losses and got rid of him. Sacco, sort of a bit different. I don't really know what to believe 100%. I tend to believe that there was maybe a chance of the thing being reconciled before the Snapchat. But then uh, the Snapchat thing came after the window closed, didn't it? So there was no way of getting rid of him rid of him then and we, we toyed with the idea on Friday as well Neil that you know maybe it was the refusal to go on loan maybe was was, yeah. was a factor in it as well but it still doesn't take away from the fact you know you've got fucking Lovren bouncing about the place there you have a good young lad in Joel Matip who looks like the type of player who could develop into something good for us why not give him something to stand beside him and let him develop instead of crumble beside that other agent yeah Lovren for me typifies what what you say about um, everything bad about Liverpool? Yeah, everything bad about Liverpool. That that for me. Some some would say, and I've heard it said that you know they like his fight and they like his this and, and I think if you believe that shit that you see when he kisses his badge and celebrates in front of the fans and all, that, and you think that that's heart and fight, not just him trying to fucking ingratiate himself, you're fucking stupider than you look. Do you know what I mean? You want some breaking news? Yeah, go for it. Adam Lallana's about to sign until 2021 at 150 grand a week. Oh, brilliant. How great is that? Best news to fucking announce when he's played absolutely terribly at the for three weekend. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. You see, and it's the oh, same well, thing that's, with, and we're offering same him with Coutinho. You know, look, the thing about Coutinho is, if Barcelona come from, he'll fucking go. It doesn't matter whether it's today, tomorrow, or the fucking next day. All they need to do is show an address, he'll go. It's what it's what happens. So the contract doesn't mean a damn thing. I don't think that Phil Coutinho, as good as he's been in patches this season, he started very well. I don't think he's been consistently worth that money. And I love the player. I don't want to see him go anywhere. But I don't think he's been. Con- I know it's about keeping the player and keeping him happy and signing him up and keeping him tied then up and whatnot. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, though, as well. Like because if you don't offer him that, and then Barcelona come in, or anyone comes in. Uh, you know, and people. I personally couldn't give a shit what we pay our players. I only give a shit when it means that we don't get good players. That's yeah. 
the only yeah. time I hear I And I think our negotiating strategy has to change. I think we have to have been burnt enough times by now to fucking look at it and go, right, lads, if we want the player and we really want the player and everyone's signed off on this bet, then we're just going to go and fucking get him. And if he wants 20 grand extra to come to us because there are a few clubs after him, then we'll fucking pay him the 20 And in doing that, Neil, you are laying down a marker to the rest of the Premier League. At the moment, they just go, oh, Liverpool's in it, but they're no problem. We'll just outbid them. They'll go away. And that's the way that clubs look at us. Oh, just give them five, five or ten grand more a week. Liverpool will fucking go away because they can't do that. And we have that sort of, that weak um, facade in the We're going on window. like we're a small club. We're the eighth most valuable club. Like we make the eighth highest turnover in the in world football. And we're going on like we're a minnow. We have the money, like, and if you think if you think about it in terms of the summer, chief, yeah, we made a small profit. But if you think of that in terms of an actual transfer budget, most a lot of teams will outlay 40, 50 million in the in the in the red over a over a summer transfer window, and we made twenty. So that, all right, we have our entire transfer budget plus the twenty million we made just sitting there. And we decided well, not to use it. It's around sixty million, I think, around yeah. the summertime. Neil, if so, I remember. So, if you want to, so yeah, basically you're looking. Million in. So we, as as Donnan said the other day, if you once we get to the summer, you're looking at, you know, you want to see FSG spend 130, 140, 150 million on players. But do you think they will? Because I don't fucking think they will. That's I think they will. I, I think they will if 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 the players are there. I think if if Klopp has identified the, these players that he wants, I think they'll go by. This is make or break. Yeah, that's, no. that's exactly it. This is the most important window, I think, of uh, FSG's tenure because, you know, they've had, what, three windows with Klopp. This is their man. This was their poster child of, of their grand plan for Liverpool and they always want the Klopp. They've got him. Well, here he's been here a year and a half. Things haven't really moved on that far. Yes, don't get me wrong, there's massive improvements in, in certain areas, but I'm talking about in the overall grand scheme of things of where we, where we stand stature-wise as a club, we haven't moved on a great deal with with Klopp, and that's basically down to lack of quality on the pitch. I and feel I like we that, had this conversation a year ago. Though. Absolutely, really did, did. absolutely. But I think more so than ever. And but based on the last summer transfer when we made a profit, the, all eyes are on FSG. I think to to see what they do because if they do something similar again, it's perfectly clear that they're quite happy with a big stand, lovely shiny thing to sell, and they're just going to bide their time. I hope. Hoping for overperformance to reach the, fourth at some point. the most in TV money us. last year, too. Yeah. 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 And that TV well, I mean, money only more, lasts so more, long as well. There's more TV money. So this is this is the summer. This is the this is the investment. This is where it goes. And basically to cover themselves, if nothing else, they can say, listen, we if 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 for any reason it wasn't to work out, they could hold their hands up and say, look, we we made the investment, we put the money there, we bought the players in, hasn't worked again. We you know, don't understand the... this game. Uh, fair's fair. Big boys, raise our arms in the air, let's sell it to somebody who, who maybe understands Who, who can take it forward. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and I think they will. I absolutely think that they will back him because I, I still think even though you can look at you can look at over time and whatever and books have been balanced and there was a slight profit there and whatever, but you know, I've we were here, we were all here when when 25 million was or 20 million was spunked on down in and we were all here when Andy Carroll arrived for 35 million and Ben Teke arrived for 32 million and yeah we got the money back but we only got the money back because Palace are stupid 
you know, let's be honest, he, he's worth half of that. The money was there. The fact and that, it, the it fact that spend, Palace spend. can spend it, Neil, the fact that yeah. Crystal Palace can spend that money just shows you how stupid fucking money is in the Premier League. Absolutely. And it, it's only really, get, well, in the short term, as in this summer, it's only going to get worse. You know, so we have to have our targets identified, which I'm sure we do. We have to already be in negotiations with them, which I'm sure we are. But more importantly, we have to close the fucking deals and we have to get them over the line and get them done. And then you go from there. We should be looking to get them done now. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm fairly confident that we will have been. We said that last time last year as well. That's for sure. Matt was sent. Matt was, was done. Though. In February the fifteenth last was, year. Yeah, yeah, Matt February fifteenth last year. Wasn't Gr- Grujic was done as well? I think. Yeah, uh, that Grujic was done in January. Done. So we were sort of on it, but we need to be on it again, and we need to be on it with yeah, an even higher caliber player this time round. But more importantly, and what's concerning me more is the rest of this season. Like to be honest, I mean, uh, yep. I know it sort of ties in. You want it, what, what, what position and whatever who you can attract and all that, but. We have to turn this season back around. I mean, we really have to. We're in a nosedive at the minute, you know. And we need to fucking pull the pull the, the gear stick up, like, and, and and start climbing. But but hang on, lads. We're still the top scorers in the league. That makes all the difference in the last month. Do you not know that? Yeah. Well, we may we may be the top scorers in the league, but um, we are uh, the we're the lowest one of the lowest scorers in the last the twelve last years. Six or weeks, like yeah, exactly. It's it's. It's, it's absolutely terrifying how the stat. You know, I'm sure if you looked at those numbers, something like nine nine goals in eleven games, or nine goals yeah. in twelve games, something like that. Or, or maybe as a ray of sunshine, we've nine. only won we've only won one game in our last ten, and United are still behind us. Like that's capitulation <laughs> levels. That's collapse levels. That is collapse levels. Collapse. But the silver lining is that United are still behind us and that we've only won one in ten and we're still Yeah, but they have a head of steam. City have a a head of steam all of a sudden. You know, they're like I'm not saying United are any great shakes, but they have characters in there that can drive them forward. We don't and that's my worry. But steam steam evaporates, you know, it boils up quickly and it it can evaporate. So we need to just hang in there and, and improve. Doesn't matter what happens. For the rest of the season with the other teams, if we sort our shit out and get back to fucking gaining 2.2 points a game or 2.3 points a game, which is what we're doing, you know, in, in November and October. So we can get that back, back to that form. There's about two and a half months left of the season in terms of games. We're 13 games left. If you can finish the last 13, like we started with the first 13, then we're going to be right up there in the mix and there's no fucking doubt about it. It doesn't matter what the other teams do. United are behind us already. And unless every team above us, you know, wins all their games, then we're going to catch one or two of them if we do that. So it's really about fucking getting in, getting them around and somehow reinstilling that fucking belief to go out and win games. Do you not think like, we, the league, you know, we were touted as challengers, the closest challengers to the league at the start of this bad form. You know, like, let's face it, we beat City. We were we were seen as the, the nearest challengers to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And since that game, we're no longer challengers. We're not we're not winning the league. No chance. None. Nope. Zero. Zip. Nope. We're gone out of two comp, cup competitions. Yep. And we're now outside the top four. What yep. psychologically have, have these players got to fucking grip anymore? After that month, like it, it, it must be a massive 
deflation. And it's my huge. worry is 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 getting them back on there. Now I know like Jurgen Klopp's a motivational kind of guy and whatnot, but fuck even even for his level of motivation, I still have his work, work really out, like. fucking worry about it. Like, well, you can worry about it. I worry about it. Like, I'm not sitting here thinking we are gonna f- definitely turn it around. I mean, it's fucking nightmarish watching us at the moment, game after game after game. Whether it's a, a lower level Premier League club or whether it's a a, a lower league club, we're still getting. Can turned we call over. them lower no, league it, clubs anymore? Because that's what well, that's our standard well, and has wolves, been for X wolves, amount of years. I was talking okay, about wolves, yeah. for example. Okay, fair. Lower but you know what club. I mean? We we talk but, about lesser teams, but are we one of them? Well, in stature and size and, and money on they history. Are slightly lesser. But it's it's still money. Like you mentioned earlier as well. We're we're a big club. We need Yeah, but we don't spend it. We make yeah. it, we don't spend it. <laughs> but but right now it's not about spending it, because we can't spend it. Right now it's about making the players who play for the big club feel like they're playing for a big club and play like they're playing for a big club and go out and dominate and win games and put them to the sword and not dick about and not take the safe option and not shrink into their shells and actually play for their place, for the shirt, for the club. If anyone can motivate them, Klopp can. But he, you know, that, he's the one that's charged with doing it. That's his fucking job. That's what he's earning all the money for. And this is the the exact test, you know, that he has he has to face and overcome. Because if he can't re-motivate a squad of players who have had a month in the doldrums and done everything that you've just said, they're falling out of two cups and, and dropped down the league and all the rest of it, can't buy a win, then... He's in the. He's essentially in the in the wrong job because he's not that. That is his is his job. You're not always going to win. You're not always going to be perfect. You're not never going to have setbacks. And that is his sort of raison d'etre. Sort of his mantra is actually what I'm looking for. He's kind of. Do you, do you want to hear something scary? All at home the whole time. So you, you go know, ahead. You talk there. You talk there about you know players who want to play for the club, and you know who really want to play. And sadly, the only one that I can see. Is Lucas of all people? He's the only one that I can honestly say, hand on heart, really fucking loves to play for us. Well, unfortunately, and maybe thankfully, it's not all about love for the club because if we had eleven Lucases, we'd be fucking relegated. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> well, it's, uh, certainly not through. Like I know it's, it's not his fault. Lucas has been uh, like he's he, been a great servant. That you know, he's, he's maybe been here too long, but too long. I, I find it really hard to slate him. Because you know some of his fan engagement even is magnificent in this day and age, where, where when they're so far up their own ass, Lucas is sort of a, a, what what appears to be a very sort of down to earth guy, and and you know I've often said I, I don't mind him about the club, but it is getting to the point where you know eighty grand a week, you're sort of looking at well, what what, what real value is that? Um, Get him in a mighty red costume. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this, this is it. Like he's he's a fantastic sort of. Cheerleader, ascent, not not cheerleader. That's being disparaging, and I don't want to be disparaging. But ambassador, I'm, sort of. Yeah, I made my thoughts on on Lucas Clear earlier. I I like the guy. He's been a good servant, and if he if he were happy to sort of hang up his boots and go into a coaching role or become an ambassador for the club or something at this stage, then, then that would be great. He is too young. I don't want him hanging around for the next fucking four years until he is old enough to do that. Because, like I said earlier. And it happens time and time again. Managers think they can use him. And then they do. And it works once. And then they think, fuck, I can use him more. And then it goes tits up. 
and it goes and the problem is they don't the, they don't click that this is the thing okay I've, I've tried them a few times it worked the first time it hasn't worked not take them out again no they keep thinking oh, well it worked the first time maybe it'll work again and, and this is a problem it's like what we said with Mignolet earlier if he's hanging around he's going to be a problem make your decision one or the other get rid of the one you don't want and it's the same with Lucas get rid of somebody who you don't need for that 80 grand a week you could buy two Lucases who are going to come in and, and take turn about doing what Lucas does. And actually, maybe one of them will be a central defender, and one of them actually will be a defensive midfielder, of which Lucas is neither, you know, and that's what we need. Or, alternatively, you take your 80 grand a week, and you go and buy, you know, a starting centre-back. But we need to trim the dead wood. We need, we need to be a little less sentimental. We need to be a lot more ruthless in the transfer market, and Klopp needs to earn his corn by reinvigorating the squad, because this is all we've got now. We've got three months left of the season, and it's either going to be pretty fucking good or fucking horrendous. And the difference is essentially going to be whether we can fucking muster this top top four or not. And it could be as simple as a couple of goals. It could be goal difference that decides. Probably will be goal difference that decides the difference between fourth and fifth. And if you're on the, if you're on the yeah, it could so touch what it does. So. But if you're on the wrong side of that, it's the season's going to have been a fucking disaster. And if you're on the right side of it, the season's going to have been, you know, pretty fucking decent. Back in the Champions League again, and January will almost be forgotten. The next three months are where it's what it's all about. Like, really, it's it's horrible watching us lose. I feel your pain. I share your worries and concerns. And you could well be right. It could could all go to shit. But uh, still, while it's mathematically possible, and still while we have it within our own hands, I'm not gonna not gonna give up just yet. Like the LFC eternal optimism. Maybe somebody that, you... should write an article about this. <laughs> I did something that <laughs> write an article. About... <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> we, we normally do the plugs at the end, but there again, this really isn't a podcast. It hadn't really been a podcast. In fact, it's not going to be a podcast until we win again. What about that? We're just gonna fucking. We're just, just gonna, gonna ramble, ramble. Yeah, because there is no structure. There's no. There's no structure to Liverpool. There's no. At the moment, there's no structure to the fucking season. There's no structure to what's happened. We mentioned before. It's like a, a switch has been flicked. It's gone from winning everything and scoring with every second attack and looking amazing to completely looking bereft of confidence. Table fodder. Yeah, and losing Sad, against and sadly the sadly it is. Yeah, and and we need to be able to turn that switch back the other way, and that's what I'm hoping Jurgen's going to do. He's fumbling around in the dark. He's dropped his glasses. I'm hoping that uh, Buvac's there is beside me. Lift his glasses up. Jurgen will see the light switch, and bang, we'll have we'll be back in it. But you know, at the moment, it's just a hope. Uh, if it was down. It was down to him alone. I don't think it would be a problem. That, that, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't think like he is the winner out of all of them. You know what I mean? But his influence is only so much on the touchline. You know what I mean? He can't influence a game, you know, physically. He can only yeah. do it by subs and, and tactics. And, and you know, I've been banging on, like you boys know, I've been banging on about this since the start of the season, about I prefer my heroes on a pitch as opposed to on the sidelines. And, you know, whilst I love Klopp, I just feel it, it's time for him to maybe... In order to, to preserve his legacy and, and give him the time that he deserves at Liverpool to change his, uh, 
you know, to change his ways in the transfer window. And, and the way that he wants to work is admirable. It's the German model, Neil, which is sustainable. It's common sense. It's forward thinking. It's planning. It's all those things that, that you know, we, we want to see in the Premier League. But it's the fucking Premier League. You're, you're, you're pissing into the wind if you have those ideologies. You've got to work a different... And, you know, people may go, well, for fuck's sake, you, know, you just can't spend, spend, spend. But sadly, if you want to compete in the English Premier League, I just don't see any other option. It's the yeah, fact well. that we're not even spending. We're recouping. <laughs> yeah, well, as we said, it's a, it's a massive summer, like, isn't it? We're going to have to see the investment. We're going to have to see the playing staff come in. Even before we get there, we, we may need to see a little rejigging, as we said earlier on, of, of tactics, of formations, just of keeping the opposition guessing a bit, just trying things. Um, we've got yes, the training. We're doing the same thing week in, week out. It's yeah. like, Absolutely. Oh, well, we'll just we're going to run at you, and, and they're just like, well, we're just going to stand here. Yeah. We're going to sit so deep, you you can run at us all day. You're only you know you're only running. We need to get a little bit cute, a little bit clever, and and try and do things. That, and Klopp's pretty good. But then we, but then we can't do that, Neil, because we can't invite people onto us because we're as fucking fragile at the back. <laughs> I think <laughs> therein therein lies the problem. Like you know what I mean. We're kind of getting this. Every way, from every way you look at it, you just want to fucking yeah. rip your hair out. It's, yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, you know, we need a win, and um, we need it quickly. We play Spurs at the weekend again. We've said it's a big game, so we'll probably be up for it. We'll probably play far better than we did against Hull, and you never know. We might win it. Then we need to follow it up with another one, and then we need another one. Put three back to back. Then it's a different different podcast, isn't it? it Winning one game out. would be nice. No, never yeah, mind. Never mind in three. Do you remember when we used to look at, at games in a group of five and go, "Yeah, I think we'll win four out of them. Maybe get a draw." You know, <laughs> Jesus, where did those days go? But listen, here I'm mindful here of time as well. So I just want to touch on the Tottenham game and see how you feel about it. Like just to close this, like. Neil Devlin, what 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 are your thoughts on it? Is it home like? Well, it's one of those ones that you go. Well, I don't think we'll lose, but I don't know whether we'll win. Um, I don't know. Uh, we didn't Spurs actually look that great. Yeah, we didn't actually. We there is that element of yeah, we're up for it against the better teams, but at the same time, I don't think I don't think we were as up for it against Chelsea as we were against the t- top six teams earlier in the season. We arguably should have won the game, but I thought Chelsea were quite bad. But we, I don't know, it's really hard to gauge this at the minute because a while ago, as I say, because I could have trust us to win against top six and then lose against a, a bottom six team. But then at the minute, I can't say it's winning against anybody at all. And Spurs are a disciplined team and they don't play like the other top six teams either. They play our game for the most part, well, what we aspire to be. And their midfield is just crazy talented compared to ours. Yeah, and our absolutely. midfield is in a complete mess at the minute. We're currently carrying Jordan Henderson, who has an injury, a long-term for life injury that I think it means we should get rid of him in the long term. It means Emery we're Chan. always carrying him, as, I, as I've yeah. said all. <laughs> and he's supposed to be the most dynamic in there. Emery Chan is off the boil. Uh, Emery Chan hasn't been as bad as people have been making him out to be, but at the same time, he's not been anywhere near the levels that we expect of him. I think ever since the it was the game against Villarreal or whoever it was we've expected those levels and it's never ever returned again when Alden wasn't in the last game don't know why I think that's that seems to be a tactical thing because he realises that Lalana doesn't work out wide and he's trying to get Lalana into the three so when Alden's and then again I don't even know what Alden does so this is my dilemma like I, I just think midfield is where these things are won and lost and I think we're going to be destroyed in midfield 
they have Winyama, and I'm scared of it. I'm scared of him, and I'm not even on the pitch with him. Do you know what I mean? They have Deli Alley, who's scoring for fun, and then they, they have an actual striker up front, which again we don't seem to have. And they have Toby and his Jan Vertonghen back, is he? No, I don't think so. Well, I still think Vertonghen is still out. Still a better defence than us. Yeah, him on his own. You just look all, just look all over the pitch. They just they're just more organised. They're a more just a more realistic outfit for to win the game. And I just don't I can't see us winning any of the battles. We will have to play at a hundred and twenty million percent, and they'd have to have an off day for us to win. I think. I think a draw is the most we can get out of this. Honestly, I'm not much doing the gloom at the minute, and I don't. Even when we do these prediction things, I'm actually a bit more upbeat about the thing after. Oh, you're, you're not. You're, you're not giving the full game away, Neil. We know. <laughs> the yeah. Vortex, the black vortex of doom. I don't. I, just, I can't see where the next win's coming from. I really can't, and I don't think it's against Spurs. And West Ham or Arsenal? Again, no. West West Ham have been doing us for the last couple of seasons. Yep, and then it's Arsenal after that. Arsenal probably. You know, our arses are on the floor, and they really are. And and it's and you know, okay, yeah, these are the perfect games to get them up, chief. Like, but I don't know. I I I, you know, I think a draw, and we're doing all right out of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I can be doubtful as well. And if you wanted me to bet on a scoreline. I would probably say 1-1. At the same time, as you rightly say, our arses are on the floor. And as you rightly say, Neil, none of us can really see where the next one's coming from, which is a surefire sign that we're going to beat first. <laughs> if you know. Yay! You know, if you know, there we go. There's the first know. fucking positive thing, the old podcast. You know, that that, that is that is the, the fabled fucking Liverpool way. And it certainly has become that anyway, you know, through adversity comes strength and all the rest of it. So we'll see. I, I I wouldn't bet on us winning, but I can see us. I could see us winning. Okay, any results possible. But I'd have to say, I don't see us losing against a big team at home. I think that would be a real kick in the teeth for Klopp. I think that's the one thing that he's really got left now. At, at this particular juncture is, is the excellent record against the rivals. I think he's going to be absolutely desperate to win this game after the, the the previous 10 that we've just fucking talked about and after the whole game and after he's even gone on record as saying, look, I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know why they're doing that because they're not meant to be doing that. You know, he's, he's not hung individuals out the dry or anything, but he's collectively said, look, their heads kind of fell off a bit there. He's collectively said, he said as a, as a collective, that was not the way to approach those situations and um, we've, we've suffered for it. So, yeah, I think there'll be a rocket up the arse. I think there'll be a, a real determination to go out and, and play well. And, yeah, I think we can win. Um, so, yeah, positive result. And I'll go for a, a 2-1 win. There you go. And, and the scary part is that all three of us are sitting here. And let this sink in a minute. And we're talking about Tottenham as a big club. Just just let that sink in a minute. <laughs> right, round the table, plugs. Neil Devlin, writer extraordinaire. Um, display <laughs> display your wares for the listener. <laughs> yes, I have an actual plug for a change. This has never happened before. Take a picture. <laughs> See the podcast. It's being recorded. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's being recorded. In real doom and gloom uh, form, I, I wrote an article. I was so pissed off the whole it drove me the whole result it drove me to write an article <laughs> as Dave says 
that got him worried. He thought it was going to be ranty and full of fucking and blinding, but it's actually not. It's more. Uh, it's, it's more a piece. There was of no all. sex in it at all. I was very disappointed. <laughs> not even any drop knickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more. Of, it's more a piece about trying to put where my doom and gloom and war, my pessimism, and of course yours, of course, Dave as well, pessimism, just shining a bit of light on where the rationale comes from on that. I'm trying to, and how I can't understand how somebody can be optimistic. So it's all about this annual debate that we have with the optimistic fans and how it always seems to end with me saying, the good, the good, and the, so. uh, the good and the dark side of the fourth, isn't it? <laughs> it's what it is, yeah, but it's, it's, it's it's actually a cry for help. That's what it is. It's a fucking cry for help. <laughs> oh dear. So any psychologist out there, it's at Purple Man on Twitter. Please give him please give him the, the, the advice he needs. But in all seriousness, I urge you to go across the cop left and read that because I know I'm a I'm a merchant of doom myself, but honestly it, it's it's superbly written and it's very well balanced and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I would urge you to go across there, and also the match reports as well, and and Moni one's throwing up some night, decent articles as well there at the minute. Neil Patterson, I'm not going to ask you your writing anything because you never do, but we're going to find you on Twitter, and anything you want yeah, to. Yeah, no, the writing, yeah, the writing's definitely on hold. Although I have been tempted in the last little while with what's been going on. <laughs> You're always just, fucking tempted. Then I, but then I just think, do you know what I think? I just think, for fuck's sake, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's memorable. <laughs> So it's January or February. <laughs> that's it. Like that's it, man. Anyway, you can you can follow me on Twitter if you want to see me writing in a 140 characters uh, here and there, and you'll get plenty of retweets onto your timeline as well because I I like to do that. Otherwise, yeah, we did a we did a, a writer's pod last week on Anfield Index. That's still sort of fresh enough anyway, so you can check that out. Otherwise, just uh, Copcast on Cop Left, and as Dave says, check out the um, all the Cop Left articles, really. I know uh, Mara had something up there about Sacco as well that um, was worth a read, and yeah, young Devlin there has uh, stepped up with a, with a masterpiece, so yeah, check it out. Well, he told me, Chief, that he would only write when he's angry, so the rest of the season would get quite a lot of work out of him, I think. <laughs> That's it. Do you know the best... The best comment I got about it was, I write better than my Twitter would imply. <laughs> well, who the, who the fuck doesn't? Oh, I mean, come on. Not to, not to take the compliment away from you, but I mean, come on. Like, it's 140 characters. It's pretty pretty difficult to express yourself. Here, there's a lot, actually, there's a lad commented on it. I was pissing myself here last night. I must tell you. If you go and look at there's there's a comment there. You know, it, what took you so long? I gave up after the Burnley defeat. <laughs> Three games in or something, and the boy fucking threw the towel in. <laughs> so that, that, that truly is pessimism, Mike. <laughs> I, th- I honestly, I was sitting laughing. I actually sent you a message to WhatsApp, Neil, about it because it's like that is fucking brilliant. It was. Uh, it took a, a lot. That's to make a cry me, for help. Yeah, it took a lot to make me laugh this week. But whoever you are, thank you very much because you did give me a laugh. I was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Right, lads, we'll leave it there for now. Um, my plug, WFI, all things WFI. Everything's great over there. All the, all the pods are there. We're sort of revamping a few things and tweaking a few things, so keep on top of it. Really, really good. Just thanks to the lads for the chat. Uh, oh, this kind of group therapy has been very, very beneficial to me over the last three weeks, so I can only thank you guys. Uh, and until, until, 
<laughs> Until the next one, and hopefully we'll be doing a structured pod after a win, but I wouldn't be holding my breath. It's goodbye.